ladies and gentlemen, you know what that sound means. It means it's episode 110 of the Personal Arrogance Podcast, starring me, Eric Walquist, and as always, starring my lovely core host. Me, Jesse, the terrible treble Wilson. Terrible treble. <laughs> did I say core host? I meant he did. cohort. But my other it's core host, yeah, <laughs> our other core host is also on the uh, cast today. And that would be none other than Mr. Aaron Hubbard. Aaron, what's up, buddy? Not much. I'm uh, pleased to be on the cast with you boys this evening. That's great. We're having a little G-plus hangout. I accidentally invited everyone in my circle to. So we might have somebody else drop in at some point. Because uh, I don't understand no, Google Plus Hangouts. Plus. <laughs> yeah, it sucks, man. But it's but but that's what we're using tonight. So and there's there's a good reason for that, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Um first of all, Jesse, do you have a dedication for this week's show? Yeah, this is uh dedicated to friend of the show, Jim Jones, who wasn't able to make it out this weekend, but he was there in our hearts. Jim Jones, episode one ten is for you. Jim Jones. So we got we got Aaron from Breaking Good and we got Jim Jones in our hearts. So <laughs> Everybody's here. All right. The awesome. gang's all here. Yeah, we're making a bald move at every turn. Um, but before we get started, I do want to I do want to point out that we are drinking beer as always. So Jesse, what uh, what are you drinking? Eric, I'm actually drinking a very special beer. Uh it's Saison Breta, which is mm-hmm. by uh Logsden Farm Organic Farmhouse Ales from Hood River, Oregon, and it's a is a sour beer. Um uh-huh as is indicated by Bretta. And it comes in one of those like 750 ml wine bottle shaped ones yeah. with a wax finish. And when I opened it up, it uh, sprayed all over me, <laughs> all over my couch and all over my computer. All right. And left a trail of beers all the way to the sink. And what do you do when a beer starts foaming at you? <laughs> you put your mouth over it. Exactly. So yeah. I chugged like half this bottle of sour <laughs> beer already that launched out at me. So if I get a little loopy, that's why. All and then right. my, my room stinks of beer. Well, there's worse things that it could be stinking of, I suppose. That's true. What are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, something from the Midwest Coast. It's the last bottle that made it out alive from the uh, PAX weekend brought over by Aaron um, from Indiana. It's the Schlafly. Am I saying that right, Aaron? Schlafly. Schlafly special release American India Pale Ale. It is delicious. It's right on pair with, with the American uh, with the American ales out here in the Northwest. I'm enjoying it. 7.2 alcohol, and it's blended with love. Eric, <laughs> would you say it's an Indiana Pale Ale? Mm. They should really hop on that. That's perfect, man. <laughs> That's a lot of puns. That's a lot of puns and two sentences packed in there. Jeepers creepers, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, uh, we have we have a packed show this week. We have a we have a packed show this week, if you will. And so uh, we are going to start right off. Uh, Jesse, do you have a twenty sided die? I sure do, Eric. Okay. So uh, I'm going to go ahead. We're going to do our little tiny mat roll off and get right into it. Here we go. Eric, I rolled an eight. I rolled a twelve. Congratulations. That means that I get to go first in nominating my first nomination for the Paxies, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. It's the third annual Paxies, the Personal Arrogance Expo Experience Awards. Uh, And let me just explain how this works real quick. 
Uh, we have a number of categories, and Jesse and I are going to uh, bring you the best, the worst, and the weirdest from PAX 2012. Uh, and we'll have a number of categories. I'll have a nominee. Jesse will have a nominee. And then the hammer himself, Mr. Mjolnir, Aaron Hubbard, will decide who wins the each category. Um, so we're going to bring you everything from PAX in this fun format. And we are wearing tuxedos. Everybody's looking very snazzy. Yeah, I'm wearing my fun cedo. What's that? It's an extra fun tuxedo. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Patent pending. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so we're going to get right into it here. And I get to nominate first. And we're going to start off with a bang um, and go with best game. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and nominate, drumroll please, Octodad. Well, Eric, uh, it's a sweep this year. I'm nominating Octodad as well. Well, you can't nominate the same one. <laughs> well, I already, I already made my pick. Ugh, Jesse. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and say, actually, I was I pleasantly... Suspect... What was that, Aaron? I suspected, yeah, I suspected this would happen. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I'm... Last minute, I'm I'm calling an audible here, and I'm nominating what I think I was pleasantly surprised by. I'm not a huge fan of the Assassin's Creed series, but I really like the look of Assassin's Creed Three. I liked the uh, the setting. I I think the graphics were phenomenal. I liked the new gameplay, and I especially liked their booth. Yeah, their booth was cool. It was like if you can even call it a booth at this point, right? Why don't you describe it, Eric? Well, it's basically they had a uh, they had one of the they had the frag dolls. They were like, which is this girl gamer group. They were like kind of sponsoring Assassin's Creed, so they had one of the frag dolls out with a microphone harassing the crowd, uh, and then we stood in line for like five minutes, and then we uh, went in and there was there was this big mural that kind of traced like the history of Assassin's Creed, and then like went into like revolutionary war era and like what a uh what a, how big a musket is compared to an M16 and all this stuff. Didn't really get to read that. Had to kind of blow past it. Then they gave us inflatable tomahawks. Mm-hmm. Uh which can't be underestimated because I liked then then they showed us they showed us a gameplay trailer or gameplay gameplay walkthrough which was an actual walkthrough by another one of the frag dolls. And uh, it was fun to uh, to applaud things by waving the tomahawk in the air. That's true. Don't forget, we sat on actual pine boxes. That's true. It smelled good in there. It, it like, did smell good. Uh-huh. It was like a Disneyland ride. It really was. They needed... I think they really led the way in terms of what you can do as a demo. Yeah, it, it, it reminded... All they needed was like the musty pirate smell. Yeah, but musty pirate smell or not... It all comes down to our impartial judge. Well, 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 let me make the case for Octodad here, just for the people who aren't quite in the know on that. Right. So Octodad Deadliest ca- or Dadliest Catch, Octodad Dadliest Catch <laughs> is the groundbreaking video game where you play a, a, an octopus with a wife and kids who's trying to convince them that he's not an octopus by doing... Human wife and kids. Right. That's important. Human wife and kids. By doing uh, mundane household chores, uh, like mowing the lawn, making coffee. But the problem is he doesn't have any bones. So it's a lot of ragdoll physics. And uh, the controls, it's a PC game. The controls, you have your mouse 
right button moves right arm, left button moves left arm, or right button moves right foot, left button moves left foot, and uh, you have to kind of switch between them all and kind of <laughs> grab things. Uh, you have to squirm across the floor. Your tentacles stick to things they aren't supposed to. And I was literally crying because I was laughing so hard at this game. Yeah, pretty good game. Pretty good game, guys. No uh, Assassin's Creed good. 3, though. No Assassin's Creed 3. This is the problem I had with Assassin's Creed 3, and we talked about this, was that uh, it seemed like you were kind of a terrorist. Yeah, it, it, it's hard not to feel bad for the Redcoats. You know they didn't want to be there. Right. They were probably gang-pressed back in from, like, Northern Ireland or something and mm-hmm. forced to come to the colonies. And uh, they're strangers in a strange land. And then all of a sudden, this murderous assassin just throws a hangs, hangman noose around your neck and strings you up over a, a, a tree branch and... St- and stakes the rope into the ground and leaves you for dead. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to, like, have be fighting against, like, Knight Templars or, like, uh-huh. so, you know, or, like, Crusaders or whatever. But, like, to, it's a little too close to, like, being... It's only a couple hundred years ago. These are just regular British soldiers walking down the street and they get an arrow in their face. Yeah. But I don't they're know. red coats, so screw them. I don't know if this is going to impact the sales in England or not. I bet they'll love it. I yeah, I was wondering the same thing. Like, how would the average Brit feel playing this game? I don't know, man. Uh, I it, it's it's kind of, it's it's pretty interesting, but the graphics are great. I will give you that, and the gameplay did look really fun. Uh, there's a lot of cool ways to kill people in it. Uh, I did really enjoy the bayonet kill, where they he stabbed the guy through the ba- through his back with the bayonet, and then shot the guy standing in front of him. Yeah, that was interesting. That was neato. All right, Aaron. So this is up to you. You played both games as well, or you played after that, and you saw Assassin's Creed Three. So, what is the best game of PAX? All right, so I'm gonna break it down this way. Um, Assassin's Creed is all, uh, all obvious and awesome game, but I feel like everyone that uh, you know wants it will buy it, and they've all heard of it, and they've all read all the various articles. Where Octodad is the little guy who could use the promotion of a PAXy win. So I'm going to, on strength of its original gameplay and its revolutionary ragdoll gameplay mechanics, I'm going to give the uh, Paxi for 2012 Pax Prime to Octodad. Octodad, winner, best game, Pax Prime 2012. Robbed. (laughs) All right, what's the next category, Eric? All right, next category, drumroll please, is biggest letdown. All right, I'm going first on this one. Yep. Uh, biggest letdown for me personally, fans of the show will know that I'm a long-time XCOM fan. Yes. And uh, XCOM Enemy Unknown was being demonstrated, uh, first time being playable to the public. And um, I was, I, I mean, after seeing it at PAX East and not being able to play it, I was kind of on the fence and I had a lot of conversations about whether or not it would work. And um, I was actually feeling kind of optimistic being able to get my hands on it this year and total letdown, not going to buy it, maybe for like three ninety nine on the Steam sale. That's it. Well, I think you'll probably find it on there at some point. Um, I I will predict <laughs> sooner than later. Yeah, I uh, I XCOM was also on the top of my list for biggest letdown, um, but I do have a backup, and that's going to be the panels. Uh, 
Oh, kind oh, of the panels in, in general were a little light this year. Now we did it. We went to a couple of panels. Um, one of them with children crawling around the stage while people screamed at the panelists. Uh, so that was interesting. Um, but like even like you know, I was talking to the guys over at the Weekly Blend who went to the Assassin's Creed Three panel, a game that we lauded and was actually a nominee. Uh, for best game, and they were like saying, "Hey, there's exclusive gameplay, f- new gameplay footage that no one's ever seen before." So everybody gets in there, and it turns out it's just some guy in an Assassin's Creed costume doing parkour around Seattle. Yeah. Well, uh, let me let me say this. Uh, yeah. Um the the game show panel yes. game show which panel was a game show that was a lot of fun. I, I I found that to be a redeeming quality of the panels this year. Although, besides that, um low form however at least they did have one redeeming quality whereas i feel XCOM enemy unknown zero redeeming qualities well that's true too yeah (laughs) also you know a little bit of a letdown borderlands 2 huge game at pax uh it was it, it looked really cool i didn't get to play it but i went to their party and i saw people playing it looked amazing but, you know, last year they gave everybody uh, a free copy of the game at the Gearbox panel. And this year they gave everyone free DLC if you spend the $60 on the game. So That's still pretty good. It's great. It's really great. I know beggars can't be choosers, but they set expectations really high with what they did last year. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think you should punish them for doing something cool last year, though. Yeah. Well, I don't Otherwise, know. Otherwise, it becomes like a Cold War. That's true. I I just think you know panels overall not not the greatest, not as great as they've been in past paxes. Well, it's not up to me. It's not up to you. It's not up to me. It's up to Aaron. Aaron, what is the biggest letdown of PAX twenty twelve? Well, I have to say that well, I've got a point that the low points of the panels are pretty low indeed. There was also some high points, as Jesse mentioned the. Game show panel, uh, the Penny Arcade panels are excellent. Gabe and Tycho actually married somebody in one of them. They announced the, the new PAXs and the extended PAXs, and uh, Robert Q had a good one. The Acquisitions Incorporated D&D play session was really good. Whereas I also am a long-term, a long-time, rather, fan of XCOM UFO Defense, and I thought the demo was very ho-hum. So I'm going to have to say the biggest disappointment Disappointment is XCOM. XCOM, biggest disappointment of PAX 2012. Womp, womp, womp. Taking home the PAXy. All right, What's guys. What's our next category? Next category is weirdest thing. This is a this is a fan favorite, weirdest thing. <laughs> you um, go first. I'm going to go first. Jesse and I were hanging out uh, in the uh, paint and take. I actually spent a fair amount of time in the paint and take. Uh, great, great thing, by great the way. Thing. I love the paint and take. I love the paint and take. It's a nice little respite. I just mm-hmm. put on my headphones and painted an ogre the first day, and it was amazing. It's a great place to get away from your closest friends who are now becoming your closest enemies. Yeah, we did that. We did like our little Saturday break where we took a couple hours off from each other. And Dude, I think that, that was so clutch for me. Oh, it's super clutch, man. So clutch. Um, so, so the second time uh, I was in the paint and take, uh, uh, Jesse was in there with me and this is a very relaxing, much to his chagrin. Yes. Much. <laughs> yeah. Because he <laughs> painted this guy and he looked amazing. And my ghost, I basically just wallowed it in paint and then left it there. Cause it was so terrible. You uh, didn't so, take it. No, I was demoralized. <laughs> you painted and didn't take, I painted it. I didn't take it. And I, Oh my God. But I went and bought, I bought a miniature. I bought a knoll, a knoll warrior. 
so that I'm, I'm planning on bringing that to the next paint take. So anyway, but we were in the paint take, and uh, and it's a very relaxing environment. You know, it's kind of quiet in there. It's a little bit of a library atmosphere. And then these dudes decide that this is the perfect time to explain the intri- or to discuss the intricacies of their D and D game, like across the room from one another. Yeah, that was weird. It was super weird. I'm like, you guys are breaking the uh, the code of the paint take room. And, and no one gives a shit. That's the worst thing about D and D players. Exactly. Oh my god, the game, the the impromptu reviews of their game logs. Yes, they were talking right. about how. Although they did have a British DM, which I think is really cool because I would love to hear all of the uh, goings on of a D and D campaign in a British accent. That would be great. Let me let me make an analogy for you though. Yeah. Okay, so this is like you uh, going out into the woods for a relaxing evening and you find the perfect shaded garden with a nice uh, little creek running through it and then you complaining about the noise that the babbling brook makes. Right. That's part of the ambiance. I don't know. The nerd talk is part of the ambiance. But not in the paint take. The paint take is a sacred area. No, I liked it. I think it enhanced my experience. It enhanced my frustration that I was already feeling with my painted ghost. <laughs> okay. That's what it enhanced. Well, What's your weirdest thing? That's your weirdest thing. So this is the weirdest thing that you weren't present for. Um, it was when I was trying to find Octodad and I got a little lost. Uh-huh. There was a there was a crowd gathering in a far corner of the expo hall. And there was a large furry beast on the ground. It looked like a giant stuffed animal, but it was it was huge. Uh-huh. And there was a woman uh, dressed as a cosplayer. It was like a it was the the beast was like a kind of like a tigery kind of mythical beast. And then this woman was wearing like scantily clad, of course, and she was in kind of matching armor. Right. And I approach a little closer, and she's wiping it, and I realize the beast was a cosplayer. He was in this. Uh, he was in the costume, and he had like the the head taken off of it. And she was wiping him down. She was wiping all the sweat off oh. of him. And he had his front feet off too. And the guy looked Ugh. like he was passed out almost. <laughs> and she was just like wiping all the sweat off of him. And that was all that was happening. And there was a crowd <laughs> around this. Just watching this woman wipe sweat off of the man who was inside of a costume. It's just a crowd of spectators. Yeah, a crowd of spectators. And obviously this guy had been tromping around all packs <laughs> on all fours while this woman was on top of him. And that was their LARPing costume. Oh, my God. So that's my weirdest thing. That's pretty weird, man. It was it was weird, and the, the weirdest thing is that I was alone during this. I didn't have my support group. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the weirdest thing is that I was aroused. <laughs> well, that's normal. <laughs> all right, all right, Aaron. So, what's the weirdest thing? Is it D and D players discussing their campaign a little too loudly in a quiet room, or is it a female cosplayer wiping down her beast of burden companion? Uh, first, I have to ask a follow-up to determine the true weirdness. Jesse, after seeing this Malou, did you have to be wiped down yourself? <laughs> uh, well, I, I prefer to be a little sticky, so I just left it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that took a, a turn. Moist. Yeah, this took a turn for the um, weird. Okay, so 
so so just on the merits, I would be inclined to give it to Jesse's story of the wipe down furry cosplayer. Uh-huh. But since I think the only thing more annoying than haranguing total strangers with your fantasy football league stats is haranguing total strangers with details, hoary details of your RPG sessions, I'm gonna have to give it to Eric's encounter with the uh, RPG Herald in the paint and take room. Thank wow. you. Wow. Wow. I think. I, I think that the weirdest thing at PAX just might have just been that conversation that we just had, though. Uh, but 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 the <laughs> yeah the official weirdest thing is the paint and take a little too loud, guys. All right, we're gonna do this one a little quick. This has got to be a quick category lightning round. Best cosplay, Jesse. Who's your best cosplay at PAX? Uh, you saw him. We all saw him. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mighty Morphin. They were perfect. It was perfect costume. It was. It was. They, it's like they had the exact costumes from the show, and they were like the exact. I think they may have. Yeah, they were like the exact body style. It was like the perfect costume. Um, but right. I'm gonna go with the. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna go with the steampunk guy on stilts. Do you remember this guy? <laughs> I thought that he was gonna be your nomination for weirdest thing for sure. Well, he was weird too, but he was also he also had very impressive cosplay. Um, he he had some acrobatic styles. Yeah. He had like springy stilts on, and then he had like a cane and like stilts off. The guy couldn't have been he couldn't have been touching five six, uh, but with the stilts, he was a good you know <laughs> six feet tall. And he had like no, this I... crane and or this cane, and he was walking around. I don't know if he's supposed to be a specific steampunk character. I don't think he was, but uh, but his costume was pretty boss. I don't know if you noticed this, Eric. It was my favorite part of his costume. He had braces, which is kind of steampunky in and of itself. <laughs> it is. It's very steampunky. <laughs> All right, Aaron. So are the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers or is the steampunk guy on stilts best cosplay of PAX 2012? Uh, I'm going to have to go with the Power Rangers on the strength of the Green Ranger costume. Mm. It's pretty easy to execute a pink or red ranger, but the the green dragon's head and the whole vest thing took it over the top for me. Yeah, it was nice. great. Really good stuff. And my favorite right, thing is on. my favorite thing is they were at this uh they were at this booth and they like got on TV or something, they got on like Twitch TV. And then they like I they saw them like walk off and they all took off their helmets and were like, Well that was easy and then they like walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's it's, it's interesting. All right, so next category is best swag. All right, so my best swag is going to be the Epic Mickey 2 hats. Uh, I actually stood in line at Epic Mickey 2 to get one of these hats, but it's basically like the uh, Mickey Mouse hats you get at Disneyland, except it's Oswald the Rabbit hat, so they got, like, long black rabbit ears on them. And, like, a nicely embroidered uh, badge that says Oswald the Rabbit, Epic Mickey 2 on the front. They look cool, and they look even cooler when you're wearing them. <laughs> Those are pretty cool, Eric. My nominee for best swag is the uh, PopCap Games beanie that we're handed out. Legit. I, I think it's Plants vs. Zombies or something, but um, it it's it's yeah. high quality. It's, uh, it's double-sided. Kind of. If you're too cool for school, you can flip it inside out. But it's also great packs related because uh, when you need to take a nap, you can pull it down over your eyes and block out the light. And not only is that good for blocking out the light, but it's also funny because there are eyes on the hat, so it makes it look like you have zombie eyes. It's true. It's pretty hilarious. Now, that would be my best swag, but I didn't get it, so I'm not. I know you that didn't. One. <laughs> 
because I was too busy lining up for a panel. All right, Aaron. So best swag of packs is it the Epic Mickey Two hats or is it the Pop Cap Games Zombie Beanie? You did a good job of rocking the Epic Mickey Two hat, I must say, Eric. But I gotta agree with Jesse. The zombie caps were just too utilitarian and too stylish to ignore. And I made extensive use of mine on my flights home. Nice. <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, PAX shirts were kind of light this year, but PAX hats seem to be making a little bit of a, of a surge. So maybe we'll see more PAX hats in the future. That's true. I like a PAX cap. I like a good PAX cap. Um, all right, we're, we're getting down to the big categories here. Um, this is one of this is one of the favorites, and I think we got, we're gonna have a new a new reigning champion. Um, Pax attendee of the year, Jesse. Who's your Pax attendee of the year this year? Well, there may be a slight conflict of interest, yep. but I'm giving it to a uh, friend of the show and impartial judge, Aaron Hubbard. Oh my God! <laughs> That's such a cop out. <laughs> That's some high quality pandering. High quality pandering. <laughs> Very high quality. I mean, Aaron, you did make the you did make the show very fun. You slept on my couch. Uh, you and Jesse cuddled up. To- I I, smug- I smuggled all those beer too, man. You did smuggle all the get beer. Yeah, he broke out in hives. That's true. He had a weird rash. I, I uh-huh. fucking did. He had yeah, a mysterious I did. disease. Yeah, I did. Yeah, Aaron, you really did make PAX very fun. But uh, I'm going to go with uh, in the spirit of the category and actually nominate someone we don't know. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and nominate Nope Girl. I'm calling her Nope Girl. Oh, Nope Girl. That's a great nomination. This was at game show night. Um, So they had the Family Feud Gamer Edition. And uh, one guy, he like he he had a great strategy. He was an enforcer. He came up and picked people out of the crowd, including a uh, friend of the show, Levi Jetty, who got up there and repped repped the bald move network hard. Uh, and uh, but then the next group came up, and this girl basically brought all of her friends up, including this person, maybe fourteen years old. I'd say and 13, 14. 13, 14 years old. Mm-hmm. And she didn't know anything about video games at all. <laughs> she didn't even try is the thing. She didn't even try. And this is She had a bad attitude. She had a bad attitude. Like they would come up to her and they'd be like, name a name a point and click adventure game. And she was like, Nope. Yeah, she just said no. No, she's, I'm not gonna do that. She just said no. And she's at the age where she thinks like being stubborn equals being right. Mm. and cool and it it was just a bad combo it was an oily t-zone of disaster it was an oily t-zone of disaster but i will say <laughs> she was uh very ballsy she's probably one of the ballsiest people at pax because there are people who go out on a limb at pax but everybody's going out on a limb so like the guy in the beast of burden costume getting wiped down by his cosplay <laughs> brethren that guy is being ballsy because he's wearing a costume, but like yeah. he's fitting right in. She's being ballsy because she's basically uh, saying, "I'm a noob and I don't give a shit." Eric, you make a very good point. And this might be the new vein of PAX attendees. As PAX gets bigger not. and bigger, you're going to get more and more people who don't necessarily know a lot about video games, but are just going because all their friends are. Yikes. So it's a little bit of a sad thing. It's a little bit of a tip of the hat to the ballsiness of Nope Girl. 
Um, but but Nope Girl is my nominee for PAX Attendee of the Year. And I just want to say, editorial note, that uh, unfortunately it looks like uh, Exhausted Ewok will not be PAX Attendee of the Year this year. Unfortunately. Yes. Well, he... he, he he turned his he turned his back on his Ewok kind. He did. He did. Uh, but we we won't get into that. All I'm saying, two time reigning champion, uh, exhausted Ewok will be dethroned by the new 2012 PAX Attendee of the Year. Aaron, is it you, or is it Nope Girl? Well, well I'd like to give the nod to myself because, as Jesse surmised, I am awesome. <laughs> I have to say nope to that and give it to Nope Girl. Nope Girl. Because she. I mean, she's just so such a clutch performance. I mean, your one responsibility when you're on stage is to give either an informative answer or an entertaining answer, uh, and she failed at both responsibilities. Uh, she it was did. Just breathtaking. <laughs> yes, I've never, was... I've never heard so many people boo someone at PAX before. <laughs> I've never heard so many people boo a, a pre, possibly a preteen. <laughs> Good times. All right. So, uh, so... I do want to add that Aaron has been nominated two years in a row. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Oh, that's yeah, true. I forgot. James Jimbo Andrews. Yeah. Well, uh, here we go, guys. It is time for maybe, maybe next. Maybe next. Maybe next year. <laughs> maybe next year, guys. Uh, but uh, now we have. <laughs> we're moving on to the to the top category of the show. This is the best in show fi- uh best in show category. This is could be a game, can, can it could I be a pan what? What about worst cosplay? Oh, I didn't I I don't have worst cosplay. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, that one your back. All right, I'm I'm doing a runaway on this one then. Uh-huh. Those guys that dressed up as those the robot things from Borderlands. Oh yeah, the claptraps. Those guys were great. Oh, boxy. They were made out of cardboard, and claptraps are annoying. Worse than show. All right, moving on. <laughs> All right, honorable mention worst for worse than show. This is like those. This is like the Academy Awards technical technical awards. <laughs> I should have I should have given them away before the cast. Yeah, we gave them away at the Paxi's banquet last Friday. <laughs> uh, but this is best in show, so this could be best panel, best game, best thing, best cosplay, best event. Best, uh, I don't know, best food. It could be whatever it is, the best in show, PAX 2012. Jesse, I'm going to let you nominate first. Well, uh, since I was not allowed to nominate it before, I'm nominating Octodad. Octodad's it's solid. Comma, and, in parentheses, including Octodad t-shirt. Oh, Octodad t-shirt was very good. Money. Money um, shirt. Yeah. Uh, very good. I'm gonna go ahead and nominate the Omegathon final. Uh, oh, I didn't see it. It was great. It was what great. What was it? They played Trials Evolution, which is a motorcycle game that's kind of like Octodad. It's kind of like uh, <laughs> that sounds impossible. It, it's it's it is impossible. So so I mean the the Omegathon final basically went like a full half hour. Um, while these people were like trying to learn how to play this game, basically you got to get from point A to point B without crashing too many times, and it's incredibly easy. It's to crash. a remake. What's that? Aaron? It's a modern day remake of Excite Bike. It's a modern day remake of Excite Bike. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very difficult. Basically, you have, like an acceleration and a lean. So people were just going, and it had great ragdoll physics. Very funny crashes. 
But it went back and forth, <laughs> and it was great to see. It was great to see a woman in the uh, Omegathon final. And it happened last year, or it happened at East. What happened at East? Um, yeah. Uh, but basically, uh, sh- they it got up to like they 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 started off at having like eight tries, and then nobody could do it. And then they did nine tries, and nobody could do it. They did ten tries, and nobody could do it. Went up to fifteen tries, and the the woman had been. Uh, struggling like most of the game, she'd been really struggling to to get the to get the hang of it, and she just goes on this rampage and then totally wins on the fifteenth level, and everybody thinks the Omegathon is over, but then they're like, "Well, guys, she was able to uh, she was able to do it, um, but uh, but the other guy gets a chance because that was her first try." So he tries, and he's got to beat her time in order to win the Omegathon final. He beats it by seven seconds. It was one of the most oh. nail-biting Omegathon finals I've ever seen. He's going to Japan. She's going to the next Omegathon. It was great. It was really great. Well, congratulations. Congratulations to her. Uh, so that's my pick. So, so we got Octodad, and we got Omegathon final. Aaron, it's your choice for best in show. Uh, I got to say that... that uh... Omegathon final was pretty thrilling. I mean, legitimately a roar of a stadium like you get in a playoff football game with the, you know, size to the venue, of course. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to have to give to that, but I'd also like to give an honorable mention to Ball Punch Ninja, the yeah. breakout <laughs> new game from PAX Prime 2012. That's true. Look for it on Kickstarter soon. Ball Punch Ninja, punching balls and taking names since 2012. Uh, so, so I guess that's it, guys. Uh, let's uh, let's do a quick rundown. We had best game, which is Octodad. We had biggest letdown, which is X. Oh, which is guys. Ta- oh wait, what was it? It was XCOM. It was XCOM. It was XCOM. Weirdest thing is dudes chatting it up in the paint and take. Best cosplay was uh, Jesse. What was yours? Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers best swag was the uh, Plants vs. Zombie beanies. Pax Attendee of the Year, Nope Girl, and Best in Show was the Omegathon Final. Well, Aaron, thank you for joining us this week. We appreciate it, buddy. No problem. Thanks. I know the time differences can be a little uh, can be a little daunting, but thank you for joining us. We we really appreciate it. we we really appreciate you flying out. Um, why don't you want to give a little plug to the rest of the Bald Move family? Yeah, so if you'd like to keep up with what we're all doing, uh, you got Eric and Jesse holding it down here on Personal Arrogance, all your bridging of the gap between nerd culture and pop culture, and then we do shows on Breaking Bad, AMC's Breaking Bad, The Walking Dead, um, HBO's um, Game of Thrones, uh, FX's Justified, and I almost forgot AMC's Mad Men. So we've got several seasons for all of those. If you're a fan, uh, check it out at baldmove.com. That's right. You can find personal arrogance at ballmove.com as well. Uh, and uh, also maybe a TV podcast coming up for me and Jesse, too. Quite possibly. Well, Aaron, thanks so much for flying out. We love you, buddy, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, you know what that means. It means that it's time for trivia. Jesse, uh, I'm excited for trivia this week because you swept me last week, and I need to make a strong comeback. I do have the opportunity to win absolutely everything this week. It, it is true. Um, it is, that is a possibility. It's a distinct possibility. All right, so here we go. I'm going to roll a six-sided die to see which category we're going to do this week. It's number five, which is science and nature. I love this category. Great. All right, Jesse, I'm going to let you answer first. What 
prints are used by breeders and trainers to identify dogs? What prints? What prints? Uh, paw prints? Going paw prints? I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with tongue prints. Nose prints. Oh, interesting. All right. Mine is going to be this one. What first appeared at the corner of Euclid Avenue and East 105th Street, Cleveland, on August 5th, 1914? I'm going to say a a stoplight. Mm, good answer. I'm going to say an electric stoplight. The traffic light. I'm giving that one to me. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, all right. Here we go. I got the one I'll lead. Uh, what is the belt of low pressure around the equator called? Um, the trade winds? I'm going to go with the jet stream. Oh. It's the doldrums. Okay. The doldrums. All right, Jesse. You need to steal the tie. Here we go. What scale? <laughs> what scale measures earthquakes? And uh, that, I don't know. It's it's I mine. Think... Oh, it is yours. Yeah, it's the Richter scale. I'm gonna say the Andy Richter scale. The Andy Richter. Ah, oh, damn it! It is the Andy Richter scale. <laughs> well, Jesse, looks like I win everything this week. Yeah, didn't you didn't answer every question completely correct though? <laughs> I didn't get the achievement for perfect <laughs> trivia game. Uh, that, that'll be in the personal arrogance Xbox live arcade game. It'll be, did you win everything this week? 50 gamer points. Exactly. Um, all right. Well, uh, since, uh, since I won the roll off as well, I'm going to go with my first topic, uh, this week. And we only get one topic each this week. So this is, this is a prime topic. And you know, you know me. Uh, a while back, I, I read the uh, the reviews of an Amazon product. It was an Eagle T-shirt. Um, it was excellent. There were excellent reviews on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I found a better review, and it, it's because it hits close to home. So uh, a while back, I was trying to see if the Safeway near my house was open twenty four hours or not. So I went ahead and typed in Greenwood Safeway onto Google and and went to the Yelp page where I found probably the best review for a Safeway that I've ever read. And I'm going to impart that knowledge onto you now. This comes to us from Derek T. from Seattle, Washington. And he gave it four stars. All right. Here's what he had to say. I've been to to the Safeway. (laughs) Yes, you have. Not deserving of four stars. Well, this is what this unless is, it's out of five or ten. It's out of five. Okay. This is what, okay. This is what Derek T had to say about it. He says, "Now this is an effing Safeway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jubilant because I love this decadent Safeway. This is the Babylon of Safeways, a four million square foot food party, and everyone is welcome. If you have ever been to Safeway before, you probably think you know what is in store. He <laughs> he. But let me tell you." <laughs> Let me tell you that this store has more in store than ever before, and I'm completely stoked (laughs) to have the luck to shop here. So first things first, rooftop parking. 
Even in green Seattle, it's nice to see people doing environmentally straight ideas like making a green rooftop parking lot for smart cars, etc. As you descend the escalator into the pit of the grocery store, you will come across a lot of things. There is a bank in here. A bakery. It's basically a small city. A true delight to wander around. The produce section is really the standout section of this store. Everyone should be eating more green fruits and vegetables, and this is a good place to start. But if you're like me, then I know what you want. Chips and beer, and boy, do they have it on lock. For chips, I like to go with something a bit classic, say uh, salt and vinegar or salt and pepper. But that's not to say that I don't like flaming Hot Cheetos, which I love. Beer is good, too. They sell most types here, including Belgian wheat beers and even things you can find elsewhere, like the best beer of all, rum. You've heard me right. (laughs) (laughs) Yelpies, they sell the hard stuff here, and sometimes what you need is a glass of whiskey to get in line. Behind me, ha-ha. But they also sell normal stuff like light bulbs. (laughs) And, well, this Revy is getting really long, and I got to go. But keep it simple, stupid. This Safeway is all green lights. Keep on driving. Get in the car and drive forever. That's the word, and thank you for reading my review, Derek. That's pretty great. It's a great review, and I think it really exemplifies the Safeway. Jesse, can you give me a little bit of a review of of the Safeway? Because I know you've been there a number of times. Well, um, my main qualm is that if you go there at the wrong time of day, you will be in line for 10 plus minutes. Yeah, the no self-checkout is a weird thing in Seattle. There's like uh-huh. two stores that have self-checkout in Seattle. There's like the QFC on Capitol Hill, and then there's the Safeway in Ballard. <laughs> and I know this because I love self-checkout. I love it. I love everything about it. I love beeping the thing. I love getting my own receipt. I love typing in the produce numbers. If this Safeway had self-checkout, I think it would really push it over the top. Well, the thing is, I think that, like, self-checkout increases your theft ratio by, like, 50%. Huh. It's a lot more easy to steal when you're doing that. Well, but... But speaking of checkout, another thing I don't like, and this is a controversial issue, because I know you like it... Yep is the guy who wears the blue rubber gloves. That guy's super nice. I know he's nice, but it's weird that he wears the blue rubber gloves. Why? I don't know. I've never <laughs> seen a checker check my groceries out with gloves on before. It's like it, it's like it makes me question the safety of touching the products. <laughs> That's true. There are some it's it's kind of a it's a little bit sketchy. Because it is a little close to Aurora, and I feel like you get a little bit of riffraff in there. You do get some riffraff. You get a little bit of riffraff overflow. Um, but we have bought a lot of chips and beer there. That part is spot on. They, I have, and I, I've also been in the bathroom. Have you been in the bathroom there? Yeah, you have to. It is a weird one. You got to get the combo, and then it's a surprisingly large bathroom. <laughs> it's weird too because the combo isn't like, hey, it's four three seven. It's like it's eleven thirty seven eighty three ninety four. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty significant combo. Significantly long combo. <laughs> it's like, how do I even do at? There's only numbers. Yeah. The how other do thing... I do the pound sign? <laughs> it's the, alphanumeric. The other thing that I'm not a huge fan of is the uh, is the people reading your name off of your receipt at the end. 
They do that at every Safeway, though. I, this is a problem I have with Safeway. I understand like the reason why they do it. They want it. They want it to be like your neighborhood grocery store, right? So they want to mm-hmm. say, "Thank you, Mister Walkwith, for shopping at Safeway," right? But the but problem you is, don't get Walkwith, do you? Well, you don't. I get Walkwith eventually, but it's pretty disingenuous when someone's staring at the receipt, being like, "Mister." Walquist? <laughs> I'm like, I'd rather you just didn't read my name. Like, <laughs> it really defeats the point when you can't pronounce the person's name. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I don't have that problem. Mm-hmm. Jesse the Terrible Treble Wilson does not have that problem. Yeah, that's true, man. It's just I always think they say Mrs. to me. <laughs> because I use my mom's number. I don't know. Well, I use my sister's, and it's so old that this was when my sis my sister set this up before she got married. She's been married. See, for, that's why I thought you were getting another name. Well, she's been married for eight years. <laughs> okay, so this is an old Safeway account. Uh, but yeah, I all in all, Safeway pretty solid store. And apparently, the Greenwood Safeway. I'm looking at it a whole new way. I mean. When he says it's like a, it's like its own little world in here, it's true. It's got a coffee. It's got a Starbucks. It's got an Alaska Federal Credit Union. I mean, if you think about it in terms of a village, uh, it might be the perfect place to post up in like a uh, a blackout or a zombie apocalypse. I don't think that's true at all. I think you would be dead in an instant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to get out of Seattle. <laughs> That's true. Well, anyway, so th- so that's a safe way to review. We'd like to thank Derek for that. Jesse, what's your topic this week? So, Eric, I want to talk briefly about something I did just yesterday. What's that? Which is, uh, it's not not our normal fare on this podcast. I went to my first birthing class. Oh, yes. Yeah, so um, from now until D-Day... Yep. Every Tuesday night, I have a birthing class for two hours. I think it's B-Day, not D-Day. I like D-Day, Delivery Day. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I also like Labor Day. How good oh, would that be if, yes. you, if your due date was on Labor Day? That'd be hilarious. Makes sense. 24 anyway. hours of Labor Day. <laughs> yeah, so um, I did this, and... Um, the theme of this one was like kind of fitness, like how to keep your body fit during pregnancy and what to do after pregnancy and also know what not to do. Yep. And um, my takeaway was an exercise that I learned how to do and uh, I, I had no awareness of it. I think we can do like a mini pan fee, personal areas, nerd fitness awareness uh-huh. initiative. Pan five. I added a, I added a letter, and this is um, exercising your pelvic floor. Oh, so if there's any pregnant listeners out there, apparently this is like your number one thing you can do to uh, speed up your recovery time after birth. And this is another thing that I I thought about um, while I was at this birthing class. If men got pregnant and had babies, it w- birthing. And pregnancy would be the most discussed topic on earth. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because it's it's so insane. And there were so many things I was learning. I'm like, <laughs> shouldn't we freaking know this? Like, that's I can't what, believe uh, there hasn't... That's what Lydia was... We were talking about, like, what if, wouldn't it be weird if, like, 
the baby kind of grows in your balls a little bit, and then like when it's like kind of small, it like bursts out of the end of your penis, and then you'd have mm-hmm. more of an idea of what's happening here. Well, like, <laughs> and I it mean, goes into the woman, and then you, it's like equal uh, equal footing. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a very good point. But it's like it's like the baby coming through the cervix would be like you putting a grapefruit through your your urethra. Ugh. I know, right? It's horrifying. Yeah. So you want to be able to recover from this. So you need to be able to exercise your pelvic floor. Right. And uh, this was my favorite exercise. And basically, you just like, you can do it when you're sitting. Uh-huh. And imagine you need to take a big dump a dilly and a peepers at the same time. All and you're right. trying to hold it back. Yep. And like, you use those muscles that you use to hold back a dump a dilly and a peepers at the same time. And you hold it for like 10 seconds and then release. And you can do that like over and over. And that strengthens your pelvic floor. How long should you uh, exercise your pelvic floor per day? I, I've i been doing it all day. <laughs> <laughs> it's my new downtime activity. So what are you doing it for? Moral support. Moral support, okay. You know, I'm part of this too. She also mentioned uh, that like it's good to do it when you're going downstairs. Eric, I know you live on an upper apartment. I so do. when you're going downstairs, you can... Uh, you can exercise your pelvic floor. Apparently, that's a good opportunity because it's like a little resistance training or something. Oh. Huh. Yeah, it's been real interesting. I've I've got a, I've got let's see, seven more of these classes to go. So I'll I'll keep you filled in on oh, the okay. on what you need to know. Good. We'll put together a whole fitness regimen. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting. It's a very interesting thing doing these birthing classes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think that's about it for this week. Uh, I think we should move on. Okay. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'd like to thank you for listening to all of our PAX coverage. I know we've been talking about it for a while, and some of you didn't get to make it to PAX, uh, but we're going to be done with PAX coverage for the foreseeable future. Now we're just going to put our blanket of coverage on nerd culture and pop culture topics until the next PAX is at least six months away. Uh, so, (laughs) so, uh, we'd like to thank you. And we'd also like to remind you that you can always get in touch with us by emailing us at personalarrogance at gmail.com. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail at 360-362-0024. You can follow us at personal podcast. Um, and you can go over to baldmove.com and leave a comment on our stuff. And it always helps. We love it. We love it. We love it. When you rate and review us on iTunes, uh, you could you can find that it's a small indie program, um, but it it allows you to to access our thing, and you could find that on is it the Apple? I I don't know some sort of you know upstart my uh, operating system. I think, I think it's, it's a, Linux based. I think it's the Orange. I thought it was the uh, the grapefruit. Yeah, that's oh yeah. Go to your local grapefruit store and ask them for the iTunes, <laughs> uh, and then rate and review us on there. We we love that. Or you can just tell a friend. We love a friend telling. Um, <laughs> and uh, with that, I think it's about time to move on to some recommendations, Jesse. So what's? Oh, I guess it's my turn to do recommendations it is. Uh, first. So my first recommendation this week is going to be uh, Story Game Seattle. This is a meetup. If you're in Seattle and you're into pen and paper RPGs, 
this is the place to go. Uh, it's it's just a community. They get together every week. They play a different pen and paper RPG. I haven't been there yet, but I was recommended uh, to it by a number of people at PAX, and I plan on attending. It's also a great RPG community if you, for example, are creating an RPG and you want to bounce some ideas off of people. So uh, Story Game Seattle, it's, it's, uh, it's all you can ever ask for, and, uh, and it takes place uh, up at Gamma Ray Games in Capitol Hill. Yeah, that sounds good. My first recommendation, Eric, is uh, podcasts of some of the friends we met up with. So I want to recommend Pop Quizzical. That's Bob Ball's uh, trivia podcast. Absolutely. Get that on iTunes. It's fantastic. Hex 19, of course. Hex friend 19. of the show, Yuri. Okay, Hex 19, guys. I fell in love with all of you and Canada. <laughs> Uh, so I want to give a shout out to Glenn, Aaron, Brett, and Yuri, all from Hex 19. Uh, you guys are the greatest people in the world, and thank you for being so incredibly awesome. We're we're definitely looking forward to PAX Calgary. Yes, PAX Calgary is going to be great. I like that they're doing a dual city PAX, um, <laughs> splitting between Edmonton and and uh, and, and Calgary. Uh, so we're we're expecting that to come up soon. And I, I want to recommend the Weekly Blend. Uh-huh. And, um, of course, all Bald Move podcasts. Yes, exactly. Uh, Night Watch, Breaking Good, uh, Just a Card. Just a Card. Yeah, uh, just, just a Card is their Magic Card uh, review podcast. Right. There's all sorts of good stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's all great. And, we, and as always, we love Aaron and Gino. Although I've never met Gino in person. That's crazy to me. It's it's kind of it's sad. That's crazy. I love them all. Uh, and then uh, and then my second edition this week. Uh, we didn't get to talk about this, but they had a great classic arcade at Penny Arcade Expo this year. That's a good. Yeah, that it was great. It was really fun, and I fell in love with a couple of games. First game I fell in love with Dragon's Lair. <laughs> that game is tough as shit, and I you I, were good at it though. Well, I played a little bit of it on Xbox Live. I played the preview, but they have like a cheater on there where they tell you which way to move the joystick. Uh-huh. It's a lot more fun when you have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> uh, so Dragon Slayer is really fun. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to Battle Zone from Atari. The arcade game for Battle Zone is really fun. Basically, you're like a t- tank hunter. And it's like got joysticks and like a little peeper that you peep through, and you feel like you're actually in a tank, but everything is green lines. It's cool. I forgot to play that one. It's really I'm cool out now. Yeah, it's really cool. And then the third one that I loved so much was Joust. Joust. And Joust is a game that I had never played before. I had heard about it in the game Ready Player One, um, which I recommended uh, in the game in the book Ready Player One, which I recommended a while ago. Uh, but it was great to actually play it, and it is just as fun as they describe it in the book. It is a great game. So Dragon yeah. Slayer, Joust, and, and, and Battlezone. Get get those if you can. If you could find them, do that. Well, my recommendation is give me yo gamer tags, Madden fans. I got Madden 13, and I'm down to play. Any fans of the show... Um, Friend me is Killer McCain, K I L L E R M C K A N E, and uh, we'll play some Madden. That sounds awesome. I'm also uh, going get, to be getting Madden here in the next week or so, uh, and you can add me. I'm Sword Goats, S W O R D 
G O A T Z. Find me on Xbox Live. Uh, before we go, I do want to give a shout out to a couple of bald movers who have been moving and shaking um, and liking our stuff. Diamond Rattler, who we mentioned last week. Awesome dude. I want to give a shout out to D Candlish. Uh, she's been liking all her stuff over at the Bald Move Facebook page and also Levi Riken. And I also want to give a, a shout out to Joe Hallett. Joe Hallett came to the Bald Move meetup uh, in Seattle uh, and he and Aaron and I chatted it up, had a couple beers. Really fun and, uh, and it was great to meet uh, listeners of the show. So Joe, uh, thanks so much for meeting up with us. I think that's about it. Jesse, you got anything else? I'm done. <laughs> You're done? I'm done. Okay, well, uh, join us next week for a regular style show. We got some goodies in there that we're already planning that are going to be fun, and uh, we want to hear your feedback and include it as well. So, until then, please remember that wherever you go, and whatever you do, please stay, stay arrogant. arrogant.